0: We're talking about the Christian's walk, that unity in the Spirit now. That, that new, new creature. Yes, that new nature. We have a new nature. We're born again.
1: By the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. that lives within us. That's who we are. What Paul is going to tell us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, is that we are now new creatures. It's what we've been talking about. Sure. We can be overcomers now. Verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. And edification means to build up. And we've been talking about building, haven't we?
0: Building on that foundation of Christ in us now. That temple.
1: So everything that we want to come out of our mouths should be for edification, for building up the saints and not tearing down the saints. We don't want to tear down their building, do we? We don't want to tear down a saint's building.
0: We want to encourage them. In love, if there is correction needed at some time, it's all done in love.
1: In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, this is the Holy Spirit working within us, and this Amen. is what the Holy Spirit is to do in believers. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Now, prophesying simply means speaking the mind of God. Right. And he just told us how this operates is through building up, through edification, through exhortation, through comfort. The reason I want to touch on those briefly is so we can have an understanding of how we're hearing from the Holy Spirit. Okay. And identify what comes out of your mouth. Edification is instruction, improvement, the act of building a home or building up. Exhortation to urge, advise, and to warn. And comfort. A call to one side, encouragement with all alleviation
0: of grief. This is what the Holy Spirit does in our life. That last one sounds like he just kind of puts his arm around you and draws you in and holds you close. Yes, he's
1: walking (laughs) side by
0: side. Yeah, comforting. Wow, it's a good thought. And
1: relieves all grief. Mm. When I read this, this is what I think of. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's what I think of. Am I blessing someone, or am I tearing them down? And I can identify Mm. when someone talks to me, whether they're blessing me or tearing me down. I can tell that pretty quick, too. (laughs) But that edification and exhortation, that is also spiritual blessings as well. Sure. That live within us.
0: It's that nature of God.
1: Yes. And we're going to see that as we continue on through here. It says in verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So if you're not building someone up, or if you're not edifying someone, if you're not urging and teaching someone, or if you're not comforting someone, you grieve the Holy Spirit. You restrict the Holy Spirit from functioning in your life you're not allowing that to flow. And Paul was leading up from Ephesians chapter 1 all the way up to this, telling us what we have within us now. And therefore, we do not want to grieve that Holy Spirit by what comes out of our mouth, because we're going to see that in a few minutes.
0: It's very practical what he's telling us here. And you can go Here I'm reading back up the page again. Go right ahead. (laughs) You can go back up to verse 25. He says, therefore, lay aside falsehood; Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. Don't lie about your neighbor. and Do all that junk. He says, for we are members of one body. So, you know, if you're lying about someone that grieves the Holy Spirit of God inside of you, that's not the nature of God in you. No, that's your old way of thinking. Yes.
1: And Paul says, no, you're not in that realm anymore. You're in the spiritual realm. And that's where you need to be. And this is how you can identify whether you're walking in that spirit or not.
0: Yeah. that's pretty practical here. Somebody. It goes back to those three <laughs>
1: things we discussed yeah. earlier. Read the word. Sure. Prayer. And in self-examination. You have to examine yourself. Am I walking in the spirit here? Or am I grieving the Holy Spirit?
0: He wants you to examine your actions here. He who steals, <laughs> yes. steal no more but rather labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. It's just practical application. Paul is relaying here in these verses. If you do these things, if you don't lie about your neighbor, if you work, quit stealing, you're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. So we can go on here and Verse 31 talks more about this. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. That's that spiritual blessing we have.
1: We now have the capacity to forgive others. The two commandments that come to my mind are love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And then the other commandment is love thy neighbor as thyself. We can now do that because we have that Holy Spirit living within us. To where we can accomplish that. Where we can love like God loves. And that's what he's instructing us. He's going deeper into this relationship now. He just equipped us and told us what we now have. And now he's saying, apply this to your life.
0: Yeah, use this fruit that's in your spirit. Yes. I'm just going to read Galatians 5.22. Very familiar, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. This is in you now, this nature of God. This is his nature, it doesn't grieve him when, when these things come forth out of you now. This soulish realm and this physical realm is renewed to the spiritual. You have this power of God flowing out of you and this new creature is showing forth and it's in us. We have no excuse.
1: The power that works in us, Terry, is the power of words. Verse 29 tells us that our words are so powerful that we can either tear people down or lift them up.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Because that spirit, if it's a godly spirit, will touch their heart. Because that's the fruit of the Spirit, one of love and joy and peace, and wanting want to have communion with man. But if we're saying these ungodly things have bitterness, wrath, clamor, evil speaking, coming out of our mouth, we're tearing people down. So the power of our words work both ways. That's
0: exactly right. They work both ways. People don't seem to understand that.
1: Yes. And when (laughs) you're mean and hateful and not loving, that affects people's minds. That's why we're instructed to watch what comes out of our mouths.
0: It's just amazing to me how people can use words in a vicious way and not understand the damage they're doing it's this power of words. It can, can either tear down or build up. It is truly amazing how hard it is to get people to confess the positive, that they do have joy, they do have love, they do have peace. Those things that are in the spirit realm, that supernatural power that they can't see. That's why Paul is always telling us, this is why
1: you have the Holy Spirit within you. You now have this new nature about you. It's going to allow you to build people up. That's why a carnal-minded Christian, I think, is very dangerous. Absolutely. Because they're still operating with their old way of thinking. They have not been renewed. So that's why when you hear things coming out of their mouth, that's why it can be damaging to the body of Christ.
0: There hasn't been a a true heart change, so to speak. They've become new creatures in Christ, but they don't know who this is new creature is this new nature right so their heart hasn't changed and scripture tells us proverbs uh, 23 7 for as he thinketh in his heart so is he yes so you have to change that thinking and that thinking was changed our
1: core was changed that's what it's meant by renewing the mind renewing the spirit The Father did that through Jesus and then gave us the Holy Spirit.
0: Therefore, our thinking and ways have changed. It's that invisible power now. Yes. That we have to realize we have. As born-again believers, we have this new nature, this new power. It's invisible. And until you renew your mind, until you read the Word, pray, and give yourself some self-examination, you're not going to change that heart then you're going to be that carnal Christian. And that's not a very good witness. (laughs) No, because the world looks at that and says, well, there's no
1: difference between him and me, not understanding that this is all spiritual. Because they're looking at it from the fleshly standpoint. And that's how we have confusion. That's why it's so hard to minister to people who aren't believers. Because they're comparing themselves to Christians that are carnal-minded. Therefore, that damages the body of Christ to be an effective witness or minister. That's why Paul's telling him, you need to get out of this carnal way of thinking
0: and walk in the Spirit. And that's why we're doing this today, to help enlighten people, drive them to the word of God, make them hungry for the word, to seek God, to find these things that are in them, to begin to speak this love that's inside of them. Romans four seventeen says to call those things that are not as though they are. <laughs> yes. Begin to tell yourself, I can love like Jesus loves. I love like Jesus loved. Because the word says yes. so. Yes.
1: Because we're told right here, and be kind to one another. Verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave
0: you. And when this light comes on. It changes your heart. Yes. And then it changes your thinking. It's that revelation knowledge. Yes.
1: That Paul was praying for twice in Ephesians. That's it. He's praying that we would have an understanding of who God is and God is love.
0: The next chapter is awesome because it starts with this. Therefore, be imitators of God. How can you be imitators of God unless you change that? That core thinking, that heart, at the heart level.
1: That's it. See, that core, that's why we need to have that understanding
0: of our core has been changed, yes. which is
1: the spirit, our mind thinking.
0: You've got to get rid of that old physical mind. Yes. You've got to dump that junk that's in there. You gotta, that's the only way you're going to become an imitator of God, is that, to know that your heart's been changed. Yes. Your heart has been changed as a new believer. And that's what Paul's saying. But if you remain carnal, you're going to look and act like the world. You're not going to have any impact. You might be going to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But what does your walk look like? And that's what he's talking about in here. The last portion of this scripture in chapter 4 of Ephesians, the Christian walk. Now he's saying be imitators of God. Don't let that stuff fall out of your mouth, but now be imitators of God. One way you can examine
1: yourself is, am I walking in love? Just one little test right there. That's a good test. (laughs) Am I walking in love? Yeah. I, I realize we all fall short of that, but are you angry all the time? Are you bitter all the time? Are you unhappy? Do you have any joy? Are you a person with doom and gloom? If you are, you're not walking in the
0: spirit of love, not understanding the blessings you now have through Christ. You know, if you go out and read these next scriptures here, yes. verse 3, it says, and this is pretty obvious. Yes, this is where I'm we're I'm going to come back to what you just said, but this says, but immorality and all impurity or greed must not even be named among you as, as is proper among saints. Well, sure, well, that's pretty easy to do. I'm not greedy or immoral or anything, but do I love? Do I love like God loves? It says in verse 2, verse 2, and walk in love (laughs) Mm -hmm. as
1: Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. That's
0: a really good self-test. Am (laughs) I
1: walking in love? An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Mm. Yeah. He was walking in love. So that's the test for us. Examine yourself. Am I walking in love? Am I trying to walk in love? Or am I still walking in this carnal mindset of bitterness and anger and wrath and ugliness and unforgiveness? Wow. That's not condemnation.
0: That's exhortation. That's of the Holy Spirit. This is uh, some pretty good self-examination here in these scriptures. It is. <laughs> Listen to this one. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or Im- pure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God? That sounds pretty severe. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience.
1: Now verse 7 is an important verse because people are thinking right now, I'm not saved. Okay? (laughs) So read
0: verse 7. There we go. Therefore, do not be partakers with
1: them. That's it. Do not be partakers with them. That's right. He was talking about the unsaved, the person who does not
0: know Christ. Yes. In verses 4 and 5. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of the light don't don't go back to those ways don't do those things that's right and that's all he's saying here
1: so you can examine yourself there yes am i walking in
0: this darkness now do you lose your salvation if you do that of course not no because he didn't say that here no what he he says is, don't do that no
1: if that's the case, listen to this. Yep. Let's go back. This is the New King James. We're going to back up and do this all over again. <laughs> We're going to reemphasize this. Five, three, but fornicators and all unclean or covetous, let it not even be named among you as fitting for saints.
0: As becometh saints. That's correct. You met four, neither filthiness nor foolish talking. Wow, so
1: that covers all of us. That's a lot times. of stuff. not yeah. Foolish talking. The world does that, and he's saying we should not be doing that, nor jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because we were talking about words earlier, weren't we? Yeah. We were talking about grieving the Holy Spirit back in verse 4, or chapter 4. I just jumped to there. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. And that's what he's telling you. Get out of that carnal mindset. Yes. Get out of that old way of thinking and start walking in the Spirit of God. Because as we continue on reading, we're going to see that. You see that in Galatians 5 with the fruits of the Spirit. Because as we continue on reading 8 and 9... For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. What's acceptable to the Lord? It's that fruit of the Spirit. Right. It should be flowing through you. If it's not flowing through you... This
0: other junk probably is. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's why we have so many carnal Christians in the body of Christ, is because they're not walking in the Spirit and not understanding their position they have in Christ, what actually lives within them, and what has
0: actually transformed them. And this might sound harsh, Mitch, but a lot of believers are just as depressed as unbelievers, have financial problems, have Marital problems. They look like the world. They don't understand the things that God has given us with His Spirit to be victorious. We can be victorious in all these areas because of the Spirit of God in us who loves us and wants the best for us more than we can think or imagine. So if we're looking like the world, we have work to do.
1: When you walk as the world, you're going to have the problems of the world. Exactly. If you're walking in the Spirit, you have peace, you have love, because you're allowing that love to flow through you to your wife, for your marriage, relationships with individuals, with those that aren't saved. Amen. We're letting that love flow through us just as Christ did. And that's what it was saying back here. Just as Christ loved, we are to love. If we don't have that, then we look like the world And we have the same problems as the world. And then we cry out to God, I've got these problems. How come I have these problems? Well, it's because you're not walking in the Spirit. You're not understanding your spiritual blessings. You're not understanding this renewed mind you now can have with me to where I can communicate with you, where I can help you through your trials and tribulations. And you'll stop making these bad decisions because you'll start listening to me and I'll give you that guidance and direction. See, as believers, most of us think that We're just saved and that's it. And we continue on as carnal-minded people. And that's not true.
0: Not at all. When
1: I got a revelation of that, I was set free, understanding what I now have through the Holy Spirit.
0: That's this abundant life that Jesus came to give us. It's full of all these things that are now in us. It's just amazing. We have love and joy and peace, but... It's the abundant life. It's life. It's being free. It's all of those things, Mitch. It's an exciting way to live. (laughs) People who don't know the love of God are so confused and say, how can you live like that? Your life isn't very exciting. It may not look like it from the world point of view, but we have the power of God in us to be joyful in any circumstance and situation that comes our way. It's marvelous.
1: When your mind is set upon heavenly things, you're Mm. not focused on the problems of the world because the world's not my home. You have eternal perspective. Yes, and that's what Paul is trying to tell us. The earthly home... It's truly not my home. It's that heavenly realm. That's why in the book of Acts, when you read about these apostles and disciples being put to death. Stephen and others. Yes. The point being, they understood, they had this revelation that this was not their home. They were now new spiritual beings. And they knew that they were going to be with the Father. This was just temporary. Hmm. And so their mind was fixed upon the things of heaven the things of the father
0: they transcended that's what's met
1: with full of faith in the holy ghost yeah they had this full faith in believing what they understood and what they were hearing from god and they had confidence Mm. in that and when you have that confidence then that holy spirit can flow through you you're not restricting the holy spirit like we were reading earlier right you don't restrict that with your words you release that power of those words To touch people's hearts and minds that's what they were doing like with stephen he touched people's hearts and minds through the power of the words that came out of his mouth through the holy spirit same with jesus they were always in awe of jesus but then satan would come and steal that word from them and then they were wanting to pick up rocks and throw at him right but there's power in our words if we can understand that power it's nothing to be afraid of it's not charismatic it's the truth. The power of the gospel is how the Holy Spirit operates. And that's what is being said here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. If you're not grieving the Holy Spirit of God, it will flow like water. It will flow through you. Because those words are powerful by that Holy Spirit. And that's what touches your heart, and that's what changes your mind.
0: Out of your belly will flow. Flow rivers of living water. Yes,
1: referring to the Holy Spirit. Yeah,
0: That's why Paul
1: was wanting this to be transformed, to understand our transformation that now took place through the Holy Spirit. And he also has instructed them that this is a building block. This takes time to grow in that area.
0: Should we read some more scripture? Yes. <laughs> this is verse 13 of chapter 5 of Ephesians. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then... Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is.
1: How are we going to understand what the will of the Lord is, Terry? How are we going to accomplish that? Read his word,
0: pray, (laughs) self-examination. You had this test before, didn't you? I finally passed it that time. You did good. (laughs) That's true.
1: We have to apply those three things. Yes, yes. But you know what, we have to have confidence. We truly do have to have confidence in that we can have wisdom from God, that we can have understanding of what God's will is for our life. Because He does reveal that through Scripture. And for an example, we know God's will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not just for a select few, but His will is that all men be saved. Yes. And hear the knowledge of the truth.
0: And he's given us that free will to choose. It's just so amazing.
1: And we know know we're to walk in love. We know we're to walk in God's love. Yes. Just those two things. If I accomplish those two things, the Father's pleased. And the reason he's pleased is because I'm allowing that Holy Spirit to flow through me to accomplish those two things. If we can ever get in our head how much God loves the entire world or how much he loves us, And that he wants people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth.
0: That'll change your life. It does. It changes your life. Verse 17 again. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ.
1: I want to jump down to verse 26. Okay, go ahead. This is what I want to conclude this session with. And this is talking about the body of Christ. That he might sanctify and cleanse with the washing and water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. That's what he's talking about. He wants the body of Christ to walk in love. So the ones that aren't saved, the people of the world will see that love flowing through and say, I want that. I want what they have. I'm tired of living in bondage. I want to be set free. That's what this whole journey is all about. This is what Paul's trying to tell us. He's wanting us to be set free through love. And he's wanting us to demonstrate that love because that's who God is.
0: Walk in that knowledge. Yes. Walk in that knowledge of God's love. Yes. Knowing God is eternal life. <laughs> Amen.